welcome back to another Did I Miss Anything? My name is Lewis. Yep. With me as always is Heather. Happy holidays. Welcome to December. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, we took last week off, as many of you may have remembered, for the Thanksgiving holiday. Heather and I needed a break. Yeah, we were very stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> like a turkey. Well, things funny. Came. Anyway. As many of you may remember from our episode before we went on break, I don't remember what we did. I don't either. It's but been so long. It has been so long. That's what I said. Why do you always repeat what I say? I don't know. But since then, <laughs> we, uh, we've we decided we're going to do all holiday movies uh, yeah. for, uh, for, for the month of December in honor of not only Christmas, but of all the holidays. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's any like Hanukkah movies or... Eight Crazy Nights. Oh, but, I, we but saw, we've seen we that. that. Yeah. Um, the Ten Commandments, is that? No, that's an Easter movie, isn't it? I've never seen that, but I'm going to say yes. No. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. So Kwanzaa movies, though, either, I don't think. Not that I know I don't know of. any. I don't know any offhand. Yeah. I guess we can Google it. You can. Or you can tweet at us at Did I Miss Pod. Yeah, if you know some, and please. And let us know. Yeah. Educate us. So to open up holiday week, or holiday month, I should say, Heather and I decided to watch Miracle on 34th Street, the original from yeah. 1947. Yeah, never saw it. So it was it was an older flick. Yeah, it was black and white. They did they had uh did remaster it in color or they made I it. Did, in, yeah, I it, saw it that. is in yeah. color somewhere, but we, we watched... didn't see that one. We yeah. saw it the way that it was originally George made. Seaton intended yeah. for it to be seen. Uh, I assume is it the director? Yeah, that's his name, George Seaton. Cool. Um, so Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I think even if you haven't seen the movie, it's a story you're familiar with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the movie opens up. We meet this guy. Who looks a lot like Santa Claus. Like striking like, resemblance. Yeah. Like like your you know, your stereotypical Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, Jolly guy. Yeah, he's big, walking out in front white of white beard. Yeah, he's walking out in front of uh, a whole bunch of shops and all the owners are like putting up the decorations for Christmas and things the like windows. that. And then he stops at one of them because the guy's setting up the reindeers wrong. He's like tapping on the window and he's like, You're doing that wrong and the guy can't hear him. I guess the window was very thick. So he like opens the door and uh, this guy tells him like, yeah, you're doing that wrong. Like Dancer wouldn't be on that side. He would be on my right side. And the owner of the store is looking at him like this guy's insane. Um, kind of brushes him off and he's like, all right, I'm going to go fix that. Um, makes his way down to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. So it opens on Thanksgiving. Yeah. It op yeah. We're, we're think oh, well, it opens on Thanksgiving. Day day the day of thanksgiving um he makes his way the last down. thursday of november yes of the year 19 technically 49 46 yeah that's when they filmed it yeah. yeah um so they he makes his way down to the macy's thanksgiving day parade mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh he comes across the santa float which is usually it's the last float of the parade that's usually how the parade closes yeah because it, it it brings on it leaves thanksgiving behind to bring on christmas yeah and santa yeah and presents and he meets the guy who's hired to play Santa Santa Claus, and turns out that guy is drunk, just drunk off his rocker. Yeah. He's got like a bottle of some sort of alcohol hitting the hooch that he's just drinking right there, very early in the day because the Thanksgiving Day Parade is usually in the morning. Yeah. So he's just getting his day off on, I guess, a good start, depending on who you ask. For him, it was good. I guess. Um. And so this guy who stumbles across this Santa drunk goes to find the person who's running the parade, finds her. It's a woman by the name of Doris Walker, played by Maureen O'Hara. 
My grandma's name was Doris. Well, there you go. Just in case you wanted to know. I, well, one of my grandmas. I was wondering. Yep, Doris. But now, I'm glad that I know that. Yeah, it's a good name. So... Commands respect. Yeah, the name you don't hear very often anymore. No, which... That I and think we like, should bring that back. That and, like, Ruth. Ooh. I feel like is another... Gertrude. Little baby another. Ruth. So, yeah. <laughs> so, makes his way to Mrs. Walker. He says, Miss Walker, you're Santa over there. He's totally drunk. And she's all like, oh my goodness. Rushes over, turns out, yeah, he's drunk. Um, she like snags the bottle of uh, whatever it was he was drinking. I'm gonna say whiskey. Sure. Um, the dark liquor, I think. I mean, not that I could tell because it was black and black white. Black and white. And she's now got to come up with some sort of way to find a replacement Santa Claus, very last minute, because the parade must go on. Um, luckily, she is talking with a man that again bears a striking resemblance to santa claus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and decides hey why don't you take his place and he's like oh i couldn't like i'm i'm against like the commercialization of christmas well, and first, what it's become and stuff first she was like have you had any experience being yeah, santa and right. then he makes that sly like Haha, a little bit yeah 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 know, um he's supposed to be santa and so he's talking about how he doesn't agree with like its commercialization and all this stuff uh, she convinces him by telling him like, oh, you know, think of all like the disappointed kids because all these kids came here to see Santa and now they won't see him. And he's like, oh, you got me. OK, give me the suit. Um, miraculously fits into the suit, goes uh, on to be the Santa in the parade is apparently a huge success as a Santa. Of course. Um, draws. He is Santa. We don't know that yet. I mean, it's implied. it's hinted at. Yeah, he's, he's uh, Santa. Draws a huge, huge crowd. Um and then makes his way to Macy's for, I guess, the beginning of their uh, Christmas season and selling selling all the Christmas goods, especially toys. So he makes his way there. The guy who runs the toy department, I want to say. Yeah, he's like the president or the vice president of like the toy department at Macy's. He's giving him like a list of all the toys that they're trying to push because they're like overstocked or whatever. And then... Um, he he gets rubbed the wrong way by that. Meanwhile, he also befriends someone who works at Macy's. Uh, he's a younger kid. He's like, I think he's like 17, he says, mm-hmm. or 16. Yeah. He just kind of cleans up, uh, I guess, like the area where um, they, they have like a locker room. I don't know if Macy's actually has that, but they have like a locker room in there where we see like everybody coming in in the morning. And I guess that's where like they put away their stuff and stuff uh, and, and things. And um, in the case of Santa, it's like where he changes into a suit. Um. We also come to find that he has his own suit because um, apparently the actual Santa suit is in much better condition than the Macy's Santa suit. Of course it is. It's probably made of magic. I guess. And so everybody's compl- – well, not everybody, but this one kid is like complimenting on how nice a suit is yeah. and, and also the department head. He comes to meet him uh, that morning and he says, oh, it's a really nice suit. Um, so he takes his place up at the, uh, the area where Santa – gets to meet all the kids and ask them what they want for Christmas and stuff. And he does something a little different. Uh, one of the kids asks him for a fire truck and he says, Oh, Macy's doesn't have it, but this store like a few blocks away does. And the mother's like, I I've checked and they don't have them anywhere. And he's like, Oh, trust me. I make it my business to know about like the toy manufacturing process or whatever all year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's like, okay. And word gets back to the guy that's running the toy department at Macy's. And he goes up to um, Mr. Macy. Does he go up to Mr. Macy, or yeah. does Mr. Macy find out? Oh, I, th- I guess yeah. he does. Yeah. So yeah. the customers, yeah, the customers start going up to uh, the guy that's running the toy department at Macy's, and they're like, "Oh, we appreciate what you're doing here. Like, you're you're 
turning away customers from your own store um, to find the item that they're looking that they're looking for, um, and you're really you, like you're really putting the customers ahead of profits. That's great. Like you're you just gained a, um, a, a new customer. loyal customer in me, and so they they run the guy runs it up to Mr. Macy R H Macy, which I find really weird. Like I just like assume like that's fake when they like say like oh like if there's a store and they say oh Mr. Macy yeah. Like, or, like, it's, like, a Toys R Us, and they're, like, oh, Mr. Toys R Us. Like, yeah. I always just... It's, Mr. Us? But, like, I'm assuming, I guess, yeah, there was probably a Mr. Macy. No, yeah, there was. Yeah, there was, there was, like, an R.H. Macy. Yeah, and g- then they have the Gimbal store, too, which isn't doesn't exist anymore. It does but not, because Macy's Gimble, put them out of business. And Gimbal was the name of the... Right. Anyway. So, anywho. Like, do you see Penny? Like, you think there's a Mr. Penny? I'd like to... Or Mrs. Penny? A Mrs. Penny? A Ms. Penny? I'd like to probably think so. Probably doesn't have a husband, because she's, you know, a CEO of a company. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. So they run it up to Mr. Macy. Uh, Mr. Macy uh, is in, falls in love with the idea because he realizes he's kind of taking a hit now, but in the long run, he's making money because he's gaining all these new customers. So, and plus, they're also getting all this great publicity because now everybody is saying like, "Oh, go to Macy's." Like, if they don't have something, they'll direct you where to get it, even if it's not in their store. And they're they're really putting the customers ahead of of profits and all that. Meanwhile, we find out that Miss Walker, the lady who was in charge of the parade has a young daughter uh, named Susan Walker. And Susan Walker, and this kind of bothered me about the movie, Susan Walker apparently hangs out with like their next door neighbor in their apartment building, um, Fred Gailey, played by John Payne. No one at any point in this movie thought it was weird that like a full-on adult man is just hanging out with like a seven-year-old girl who is not his daughter. I mean. Or in any way related to him. It's like, it's an innocent I thing, just, I, I just, I thought it was a little weird. I thought it was yeah, a little weird. All right, well. Um, so they're, they're watching the parade as it's going, um, as it's happening. Cause they live, uh, they live near uh, the parade route so they can see all the balloons and stuff. And as Santa's coming up the block, uh, Mr. Gailey mentions to Susan, like, Oh, here comes Santa. Like, did you ask him what you wanted for Christmas and all that? And we, we find out that Susan doesn't actually believe in Santa Claus and that her mother Doris is actually the one who kind of doesn't instill any of that in her so she like doesn't tell her any fairy tales doesn't you know doesn't tell her about santa and she basically has she has no whimsy yeah um, she's just a very a matter of fact very logical yeah um and so she's telling him how she doesn't really believe in that and how she doesn't really listen to uh, believe in fairy tales and all this and so at one point mr gailey for some reason picked up susan i'm assuming from school um or something, but he takes her to Macy's to, I guess, go to her mother. That's where her mother works. And on the way, I guess they stop by to see Santa Claus at Macy's. And uh, being the skeptic that she is, she doesn't believe that uh, this guy is actually Santa Claus. Uh, Santa has her tug on his beard. Turns out the beard is real. She starts to believe a little bit. She's like, oh man, this dude might be legit. And mrs walker finds out about that she's like i don't want you doing that like she's my kid with all due respect like i want her being raised a certain way and you have no business doing this and mr gay is like hey totally get it not uh not gonna argue with you there very yeah. very cordial you can turn your kid into a serial killer if you very want cordial. that's fine yeah totally whatever no worries whatever you want so as as the story progresses this guy playing santa claus um is telling everybody that he is Santa Claus. So he's telling everyone about um, the spirit of Christmas, and he's referring to he's referring to like all the work that Santa does in the first person. 
So people are like, all right, this guy's a little like, he's not right in the head. So Miss Walker like calls him into his office and she's asking him his name. He's like, oh, it's Chris Kringle. She's like, ah, that's hilarious. He's like, well, no, it is Chris Kringle. So she asks her, I'm assuming a secretary or assistant to pull up like his file. And sure enough, his file says that his name is Chris Kringle. And I think the address was somewhere in the North Pole. Well, it was like, no, wasn't it? It said something funny. Um, Did it? Yeah, I can't remember if it was for his address or it was for his, like, date of birth or something like that, but it said something. Ugh. Oh, yeah, for his yeah for his date of birth, it was like, um, he's as old as his tongue, but younger than his teeth. Oh, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I forget what his address was. Yeah, I forget what his But his address was. was something else. So, not the point. Anyway, they, they come to realize that they're pretty sure this guy's insane, but they can't say anything to Mr. Macy because he's a big draw for the crowd so they're like because yeah, he's really good at being santa yeah so because he is mm, so they're so so they're like all the right courts will decide yeah so they're like you know what let's have um uh our which i thought was also funny because i don't know if macy's has this or not but they were like let's have our uh psychologist on staff uh, give him an evaluation. It turns out he's not really one anyway, so. So, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, it was, it's not really supposed to be like a, like a, me, like a mental test. It's supposed to be a, um, knowledge test. I guess. Because they, he just, they only ask him, like, questions. It was more of like. They ask him questions like, who's the first president? Yeah, who's to me. Who's the current president? Like, stuff me, like that. Yeah, to me, it just seemed like it was like a, a sobriety test. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah. Because they even ask him at one point to, like, s- extend his arms out and, like, touch his nose. Yeah. Yeah, and he said, and he even says like I've t- I've taken so many of these yeah. so like I'll pass with flying colors I always do it's fine. Um so they a- yeah so they ask him very simple questions like you know who's the first president um touch your hand to your nose uh very very like common knowledge like, what's stuff. What's 3 times 5? Yeah. <laughs> um and so he passes the test easily. Meanwhile, I guess another doctor who has interacted with Chris Kringle in the past uh has has been brought into macy's because they want to ask him about because again they think that this guy is just like from a mental institution like he's had some sort of history or something so they ask this doctor to come in and be like what do you think like what's your diagnosis on him well it's it's from the um like an old person home that he stays yeah that's what it was and then the guy and the guy tells him like look i've known chris for years he's a great guy he's a nice guy super um super generous and all this like he's not gonna cause you any harm don't worry about it like we get the whole chris kringle thing it's all good just yeah. he's not hurting anybody yeah, if he wants to be if he wants to be santa let him be santa who cares yeah. as he's telling him this uh, uh uh sawyer comes in the the that's the name of the psychologist at macy's he comes into uh walker's office and he's like yeah um i don't think it would be wise to keep him employed here and then Miss Walker's like, oh, did he fail the test? And he's like, no, he passed, but something's off. And he can't really, like, he can't really say anything because, I mean, again, he passes all the tests and he's just like a nice guy. But yeah. people, Sawyer's an asshole. Yeah, Sawyer's like a dick. Yeah. And so he can't really, he, he can't really say anything negative outside of the fact of like, he's just a really nice, generous guy. Yeah. He's he like, just thinks, he just thinks that that's weird. And he said like, if you mention, if you mentioned that he's not Santa, he'll get violent or something like that he says that and then yeah. the other doctor's like no he's not gonna do that he's fine yeah. everything's fine um and so meanwhile uh the doctor that was from chris's nursing home he he assures them like no he's not gonna cause anybody any harm and he says why don't uh, to, to just like calm your nerves a little bit why don't you just have chris stay with someone and you'll see that he's not violent he's not insane or anything he's just like this really nice dude and then 
And and then Miss Walker's like, all right, that's a good idea. So where should he stay? So they decide upon him staying with uh, Mr. Gailey, who's uh, her neighbor in her apartment building. And well, no, he, they will no. They want Doris wants him to stay with the, the yeah the, the department store guy. Yeah, the, the the toy the the guy that runs the toy department. But then he gives some bogus excuse. He says about, that like, my wife's his wife. Yeah. yeah, my wife's not gonna probably like that. Why doesn't he stay with you for tonight? And then call me. Yeah, and I'll try and talk my wife into letting him stay with us. Right. And then it just ends up like he Chris Kringle's like, oh no, I'm gonna stay with Mr. Gailey. Yeah. At, yeah. yeah. Um, and Doris doesn't want him to stay, want Chris Kringle to stay there because he doesn't want her daughter, her daughter interacting with him because he doesn't, she doesn't want her to believe that he's actually Santa. Right. But you know, Mr. Gailey's all for it. So all for it. Yeah. Always meddling that Mr. Gailey. Yeah. Oh, he's a lawyer by the way. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to mention that. Mr. Gailey's a lawyer. So when Chris ends up staying with Fred, he, he makes kind of a little, he, he, he gets a little agreement going with Fred and he basically says that he'll work on uh, Susan's cynicism against Santa and basically everything that is what children believe in. Um, if in exchange, Fred tries to do the same with Doris because Doris is also a cynic herself, doesn't really believe any of, any of that stuff. She just thinks that um, all of this is like make-believe and nobody lives in reality anymore. So... She she also doesn't believe in Santa or anything like that. Well, to be fair, none of none of the adults actually believe in Santa. They just are okay well, with mean, yeah. Well, they're just okay with this old man like believing that he is Santa. Yeah, they think, never they never say like oh like. Well, Mr. Gailey, I think Mr. Gailey like has the Christmas spirit. I guess yeah. I guess that's I mean. So, no. so they agree, and then uh, at some point, uh, Chris is over at Doris and. Susan's apartment and I, I think I don't know if they're having dinner or anything or if he's just like visiting them or something also I find it weird that like because the first night that Chris Kringle stays with Mr. Gailey he has a he has a one-bedroom apartment which is fine but like he has a one-bedroom apartment with two beds in it and they stay in the yeah. they stay in the same room yeah. two separate beds but yeah. same room he doesn't have a living room he could sleep on a couch like I just find that weird it's anyway. the 40s like that's how yeah, it was but I'm assuming I don't know I don't know okay so um, one night, Susan reveals to Chris that she wants a house for Christmas, and this is un- unbeknownst to Doris. Like she hasn't told anybody this, and and Susan essentially says, like, "Oh, if you're the real Santa Claus, you'll be able to do this no problem, right? Like you can get a house for me and my family." Um, and she shows him a picture of this house, and it's it's from like a magazine and stuff. And uh, and Chris reluctantly reluctantly promises to like do the best, try his best to to get her this house, because he never like. Like, they never bring up, like, the elves or the toy shop yeah, or no. the workshop. So, like, he doesn't ever say, like, oh, he's the one who makes the toys. Right. yeah. He's always just, like, telling, like, parents where to find the toys. So, like, yeah, I don't know if he never, I don't even think he delivers them, honestly. No. So, I don't know. So, the next day we come to find that uh, Chris and Al- Alfred, Alfred is the uh, the younger guy that works at Macy's that's, like, cleaning up around, around the store and things like that. They're having lunch together and... Alfred, and he he's talking to Chris about the whole um, uh, psychology test that that Chris took with Sawyer and and all that. And Alfred's like, "Oh yeah, I had a test with him not that long ago either." And uh, and he said that I was unstable too, just because like, well, he doesn't say because he's kind hearted, but he he mentions like, "Oh, because 
Um, I enjoy seeing like when kids are happy, like when they get a package or, or like something like that. And, and, and he says that Sawyer had said something about how that makes him unstable because he, he basically shouldn't feel that way as, as someone who's like growing up to be a quote unquote man and things like that. He's just, he's diagnosing him with all these things without actually being a psychiatrist. He's not, he's not, he's not a psychologist or psychiatrist or anything like that. He doesn't have a degree in anything and so this completely sets chris off yeah he's well, he also he will the kid also like also likes to dress up as santa yeah so yeah he does um he likes to he like likes to dress santa, up as santa yeah, yeah. I mean, in a weird way no like no no, no. Legit, it, like he just likes yeah, to give the, presents to the kids yeah, yeah like the way that people volunteer to be santa like at a hospital yeah, or something yeah, like it's that it's not weird yeah not yeah it, it sounds weird when you say it like that. it just likes to dress but up as it's, santa it's I, not it's not though yeah. it's like for the right reasons yeah so chris goes into sawyer's office and he's like how dare you uh, say that Alfred is unstable just because he's he's like a nice guy and he's got like a good heart and stuff like that. And he says that um, if he doesn't, I think he tells him like if he doesn't say that Al- there's nothing wrong with Alfred, that he'll go into like, uh, he'll go straight to Mr. Macy and be like, yeah, you're not a real psychologist and stuff like that. And Sawyer, uh, or uh, Sawyer doesn't really agree to that. And then... <laughs> It's actually kind of funny. Chris takes like an umbrella and he just like hits Sawyer on the head. Like bops him. Yeah, he just like, it's like barely a tap. Yeah. Um, And then Sawyer. But he does a huge. He does. Yeah, he gets like a huge bump on his head. Huge knot. And and Sawyer exaggerates the pain because he wants to prove to everybody that he was right about Chris and how now that he's being confronted with not being Santa, like he's had this violent outburst and stuff like that. So he ultimately ends up getting Chris confined. Well, committed. Yeah. He ends up getting him committed to Bellevue, uh, which yeah. is a mental hospital in yeah. New York. And then um, Fred goes there to visit him, and he finds out that Chris uh, accident he not accidentally, he purposely failed the evaluation that they give him at the hospital. Because it's always the same one for some reason. Yeah, I don't... It's always... I, they always ask him the same questions, same, apparently. Yeah, same questions in the same, but, like, um, like yeah. movement with your nose, like, touching your but, nose. Uh, but he apparently, he apparently failed the test on purpose because he thought that Doris was also in on on uh, Sawyer's lie. So I guess he didn't want to implicate Doris. This that part kind of confused me a little bit. But um he he admitted to Fred that he purposely failed the the exam and then Fred convinces him not to give up and he brings up kids again. He's like think about all the kids that you're going to let down on Christmas when you know, they're going to be expecting presents and they're not going to have any. And like the spirit of Christmas is just going to go away and all this. And apparently that's, by the way, that's how you get Santa to do anything. I found out watching this movie. He really likes children. He really, really does not want to let kids down. Yeah. Not again, not in a weird way. No, right. Yeah. No, totally, just, totally legitimate, normal. like innocent way. Also through, through this whole thing, Doris and, and Fred Gailey start dating. I don't, when did that, I don't, yeah, I don't just, even remember that happening. No, I, they, there's just like one scene where I guess Fred's coming home from work and he, I don't even know whose apartment they're in. I don't know if it's Doris's or his, but they, but he like comes into the apartment. They like kiss each other and they're calling each other dear. And I was yeah. like, I don't when remember they, when, I don't, okay. I don't remember, what the, I don't remember but, him asking her out or vice versa. No, I don't remember that. They, they became a couple at some point. Yeah. And so now it's kind of like the famous part of the movie that I think everyone is familiar with when Santa Claus gets put on trial to prove that he's actually Santa and not just some crazy guy. So uh, Mr. Gailey ends up being Chris's lawyer as they've now become friends. And I guess, I don't know, he's doing the whole thing pro bono. So the case gets underway and it's essentially up to 
it's essentially up to Fred to prove that Chris is actually Santa Claus, which seems to be kind of tough um, because they don't really have any proof outside of this this man telling him that he is Santa Claus. So the district the district attorney in the case, his name's Thomas Mara. He basically requests that Fred turn up some sort of proof that this man is in fact actually Santa. Because right now, the only argument that Fred has is uh, he actually goes up to the judge and he says, "Okay, well, you're you're Judge Henry, right? And who's to say that you're not Judge Henry? Like you you introduce yourself as Judge Henry. We all believe you because you're a judge. You're you know part, you're a citizen. You're part of the community and all that." And why can't we say the same for this man who's claiming to be Chris Kringle? And so they they get into this whole thing that Gailey has to prove substantially with like solid evidence that Chris Kringle is in fact Santa Claus. It is so they don't put him back into the mental institution. Yeah, right? because otherwise he's yeah. going to be like committed permanently. Um, which I also don't understand. Like I don't know why. Like, I don't know why this whole thing went to court. It was a whole thing. Yeah, why, why, would, he have to, why would he have to be in a mental institution because he thinks he's Santa? He's not hurting anybody. I don't know. So I could say I'm Santa right now. As long as I'm not hurting anyone, I wouldn't be committed. That's true. So You only get committed if you're a harm to yourself or others. Right. So the judge in this case has, like, a political advisor who's basically telling him, like, look, you can't rule that this guy isn't Santa Claus because then you're going to be the judge that basically says Santa Claus doesn't exist. Not going to look great for your career. And by the way, that character is played by um, the same actor who plays Fred from I Love Lucy. The judge? No, the... the oh, uh, the advisor? The advisor. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's Fred from I Love Lucy. You know, Fred and Ethel? Like the, the, best, friend, the best friend neighbors that live sure. down the hall? Yeah, no, totally. You don't. You're, I can't believe you've never seen I Love Lucy. I've like, seen any like... Any of it? No, I've seen like... Like you, like you've seen like clips probably. Yeah. You've never seen yeah. Like before. I've never seen. No, I've never seen the shows. Weird. Excuse me. Very weird. Um, it's classic, classic comedy. And so, so the judge. It's Lucille Ball. She's classic. No, I know who's in it. I know who's in it. Comedic icon. So, so the judge kind of agrees. Mike Ricardo He's like, heard of him? No, no, I haven't. Well, you should learn about him. So. Who's it gonna get a Lucy? I don't know if that's the line from it. I don't think it's a line from it. <laughs> so the judge agrees that, oh, you know what? You got a point. This probably isn't gonna be the best thing for my career if I rule that this guy is not Santa. But he also can't not. But he, yeah, but he also can't say. Just, he can't just tell, say he's Santa because he wants to. I mean, he right. still has to, like, yeah, you know, he still has to be, be a, a, judge. a judge. Yeah. So at one point, uh, Fred calls R.H. Macy himself to the stand and asks him if he believes that this man on trial is, in fact, Santa Claus. Now, R.H. Macy is in a pickle because R.H. Macy can't say no because then he's the guy that's saying Santa doesn't exist. Plus, all those people that now are loyal customers of his store, they're going to be like, oh, everything they say is a lie. It is all about the profits. We're not going to his store anymore. So now R.H. Macy says, yes, I do believe this man to be Santa Claus. Yeah, but he says it in a way where he actually does think it's yeah, Santa. Yeah, no, he does. He, he doesn't, yeah, lie. He doesn't he, look like he's thinking, like, he doesn't look like he's lying. Yeah, because in the movie, he like he, like, takes a beat. And he's kind of like thinking back to like how generous and how just like how nice of a person Chris genuinely yeah, stuff is. Something he was saying. He was yeah. Like, yeah, he probably and is so, Santa. So he takes a beat and he's like, "No, this man is in fact Santa," or I do believe this man to be Santa. Yeah. So now the the district attorney is urging the judge to basically rule on what on this man not being Santa, because again, people just saying that they believe he's Santa is still not like concrete, definitive proof. So after a while, 
Fred ends up calling uh, the district attorney's son to the stand, and he asks him, do you believe in Santa Claus? And his son, the guy says yes. The guy, the, the kid says yes. And then he says, can you point him out in this room? And he points to Chris Kringle. And he's like, now, why do you believe that he's Santa Claus? And he said, oh, because my dad told me so. And he said, okay, and and uh, do you believe everything your dad says? And he says, yeah, because why would my dad lie to me? So now he's got the district attorney in a pickle because now he essentially has testimony from the district attorney's son saying that the district attorney wouldn't lie about who Santa Claus is and about him existing or not. I feel like this would not hold up in court. Like, you can't just use the district attorney's know. son against him. I mean... Uh, it's a solid it's a solid point i don't i don't know so well, no because he no because the district attorney is obviously lying to his son he yeah, just can't now, no, he just can't say that he's lying to his son so it doesn't right. it's not true so, it's just not true i mean if the district attorney went under oath he would have had to say like he would have to say no i don't believe you Santa, and i lied to my kid yeah and then so, his kid his kid would have heard the testimony and exactly would have been devastated exactly so it's like it's unfair so so now the district attorney is he he just pleads with the judge that like some like some sort of authority has to be or some sort of proof has to be given by some some authority that this person is or is not Santa like a birth certificate or something yeah like something like you got to give me something concrete other than just like hearsay so fred's racking his brain he's trying to find out like what to do meanwhile susan ends up writing a letter to santa and in the letter, she basically says, like, oh, hey, my mom told me that you're sad because you're, like, in, you're going through, like, this trial thing or whatever, but I just want you to know that you shouldn't be sad and all this and just, like, really nice stuff. And he's reading the letter the next day in court. Meanwhile, they cut to a post office somewhere, and it's Christmas time, so they're getting letters to Santa. And the guy who's sorting the mail calls over his supervisor, and he's like, oh, I got another one of those Santa letters. Um, the guy's in court now, right? And he's like, yeah, he's like, don't we have a bunch of those letters like somewhere in the back or on the lower floors or something like that? And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, well, now we got somewhere to send them and we can free up all that space. Let's send them to the courthouse in in New York where this is happening. And they're like, yeah, all right. Makes sense to me. Why not? So they ship all the letters out there. And then the next day, uh, Fred gets his proof. So the judge calls on him to, like, provide some sort of substantial proof. And he's like, all right. And the judge tells him to put it on his desk and he says, all right, bring it in. And it's like these eight guys carrying like these tall duffel bags filled with letters to Santa Claus, all addressed, all addressed to Santa Claus or Chris Kringle. Like it was a mix. And so sure enough, Fred's argument is, well, the United States Post Office is a government office that recognizes Chris Kringle. The letters have been addressed and mailed to him. So... In for for the sake of the U.S. government, this person exists. So he's sitting in the court now, and again, because the post office is a branch of the federal government, they acknowledge that Chris is Santa Claus. You have to acknowledge that Chris is Santa Claus. Otherwise, you're basically saying that like the government is wrong now. So the judge has no no option but to rule in Chris's favor, saying you can't that go against the government. Once the government says something, that's it, man. Done. Communism. So they. Uh, I don't. The, to be honest, I don't know what communism. The judge. I don't the, really know. The judge ends up ruling in Chris's favor. He dismisses the case. Um, and it seems that like Susan is losing her faith in Santa because she ended up not getting the house he wanted. But 
they on on their way home on uh Fred and Doris's way home from I want to say the courthouse. I don't know. They were on their way no, home well, from something. No, it was Christmas Day, so they're not. Was the it courthouse. Christmas? It was Christmas Day already. I think so. Yeah, because I think it cuts too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they're they're like because he wins, and then it cuts to yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah, Day. Yeah, 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 and they're trying to avoid like holiday traffic. Uh, they go like through this back road and they come across this house that apparently seems to be for sale. They go in the house. And well, Susan sees it and goes, stop, we got to stop, yeah. we got to stop, we got to go look. And they go look in the house and it turns out to be the house that Susan had shown Chris. And then Susan goes outside to see if there's like a swing in the yard. And while she does that, Fred and Susan, or Fred and Doris uh, decide that they're going to buy the house because they can't let little Susan's down. They can't let little Susan down. So they end up buying the house. We're led to believe we don't actually see them like living. No, in the it house. ends with them kissing in the living room. Um, but yeah, and so and then the movie ends with like Susan running back into the house, saying like, "Oh, Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus, and I totally believe in him and all that." And uh, and that's it. That is Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, and apparently in the forties, you could just take a house. Yeah, it, it was an long, empty house, yeah. and they were like, you know, we're just going to take this house. Yeah, as long now. as long as it's for sale, that's it. You can just you can just yeah. walk in. There's no you, bidding war. Nope, or anything you just like that. No. nope. You just went in there and they, you. They're uh, like, this is my house now. And took the house. They probably paid, you know, a dollar. A dollar and like sure some good thoughts for it. Yeah, that and that it was, was it. Forties, but it was. I liked it. It was a good movie. I'd say. I, I mean, I'd say I missed something just because fine. of like, I guess how popular it is. Yeah. I, so I appreciate that I've now finally seen it. Yeah, me too. And I think um, I like that they shot the Thanksgiving Day Parade like they shot like it live. Yeah, so they shot it in New York. So yeah. they shot it the year before uh, the the year before the movie came out. So they shot it in forty six uh, uh, in the year nineteen forty six mm-hmm. in New York at the actual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, which was insane because yeah. I can only imagine how that must have gone. Well, I read. I think I don't know if it says it on Wikipedia or whatever, but they said they have to. They had to do every shot. They only had. They could only do one take of every shot. Yeah. Because I mean, it was a live parade, so like they couldn't really do multiple takes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but you know what I liked about the movie? I liked that like, they never, like, I mean, they say he's Santa, but they never like, make him, like, Sa- Santa. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they never, they never. The adults never say they believe in Santa so much. Oh yeah, as they're just like, yeah, he thinks he's Santa. He's not harming anyone. Let yeah. the kids think that he's Santa. It's fine. Yeah, it's basically just about yeah. like having Christmas spirit. Yeah, it's not like the the Santa Claus the one with Tim Allen where he actually is Santa and like yeah. all that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like then like all the adults are like, yeah, he he's, he has to be Santa because of all this stuff. So that's what I kind of like about it. It was kind of just like he's kind of realistic in a way. Not that Santa doesn't exist in real life. Anyway, if there's any children listening right. to this santa is real so totally. i mean and this guy could have been santa in this movie so but yeah. that's why i liked about it um i also fun fact about miracle on 34th street they actually released this in june of 1947 because i guess like the studios or the production people thought that people wouldn't go see a movie uh, a christmas movie during christmas because they figured like oh people are going to be home with their families and stuff which so i don't they, get like i also they understand would, why so they? so they actually released it in june and in the trailer for the movie they specifically tried to play down the fact that it's like a christmas movie um so they did what they could to not mention christmas or anything in the trailer for the movie because they wanted to get people to just go see the movie yeah the guy who plays santa's like barely in the tra- it's not yeah. even in the trailer natalie wood i don't think it- oh yeah by the way natalie wood plays the little the girl yeah um, if you know who Natalie Wood is. Uh, but, I don't. Um, 
She you was told in, me last night, and now I forgot. Yeah, she was in uh, a Rebel Without a Cause. She oh right, the she's a girl that, in that, and then she's yeah. also in um, uh, West Side Story. There you go. And then she also was famously she famously died mysteriously. She drowned mysteriously with I don't know. Christopher Walken was there, and her husband was around. They think Looking her husband you, did it, Walken. but I don't know. They never proved it. I don't know. It's the whole thing. So much to no one's surprise, Miracle on 34th Street, quite well reviewed uh, as it continues to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it currently has a 96% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I'm surprised it's not like 100 because I feel like, I don't know. This I, I always hear, this is always like one of those movies that they talk about at Christmas. Um, it also won the Academy Award for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. What was it, like one of the first like Christmas movies? like? Uh, probably it was 47. Right? I can't imagine... There being that many more, yeah. I can't imagine, I mean, yeah. Because I think... I mean, besides the animated ones, but... Because Wizard of Oz was, what, the 30s? And I think that was, like, one of the first, like, major motion pictures, like, ever, right? If not the first It was the first one that was colorized. Oh, is that what that was? Because it was color when it Uh, first came out, I'm pretty sure. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it also won won for Best Writing, uh, Original Story, Best Writing Screenplay. It was nominated for Best Picture. It lost a Gentleman's Agreement. Oh, for the Oscars? Is. Yeah. Oh, and what's his face? One Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Edmund Gwen. Yeah, he's the guy who plays Santa. Uh, oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. Um, or Chris Kringle, I guess. And I thought I read somewhere where, like, they just, like, they just found him. Like, he wasn't, he was cat. They just found him on the street somewhere. He oh, looked really? like Santa. Oh, I th- that's fun. I, maybe I'm wrong. I thought I read that somewhere. Um, him and Natalie Wood, they just kind of, like, plucked them out of, like, somewhere. That's fun. They were like, hey, you guys could... How times act. have changed. You guys could probably act. Yeah, why not? Um, actually, for some people, like I know, just side note, I know that's how like Jennifer Lawrence got discovered. Like, yeah, she was just she was just like well, walking down the street. Modeling though, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't I think she it was modeled, for modeling. modeling first? But she was just like walking down the street with her mom or something like that, and like some agent just happened to be driving by was and like, was like, "Hey, you're hot. You could be a model." Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, and she's a good actress, so I mean, yeah, he was right. Uh, and this movie is on, I mean, basically every, like, classic movie list, holiday list, like, every top ten movie list you can think of, this movie is usually on it, if not at the top of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was a solid movie. Yeah. Um, if, and in 1985, it became the one of the first full-length black and white movies to be colorized. There you go. And yeah, uh, it, it has obviously since been remade. Um, 94. Yeah, 94 with, what's her name? Mara Wilson, that's her name. Yeah, Mara Wilson, yeah. Um, did, did that get reviewed well? Like, I'm a... Probably. Actually, I didn't... Oh, I didn't know this. I'm just reading now. That version, that remake was apparently ado- uh, adapted by John Hughes. Oh. There you go. Nice. That's cool. Good old John Hughes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was Miracle on 34th Street. I enjoyed it very much. If you haven't seen it, by yeah. all means... You're a big Christmas guy. You love all Christmas stuff. I do enjoy Christmas movies. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Um, they're just... They're so hopeful. They Except are. for like Hallmark movies. Those are usually like sad well, they're um, they're just corny. Like, I mean, not that, not that cheesy. like normal Christmas movies are, but like those are less like um, yeah, too cheesy, like yeah. way too much cheese, man. And I like cheese, so but, much like, cheese, too much. But if you haven't seen it, by all means, it's probably on right now. It's December. That, yeah. I mean, we saw it on Hulu, H- HBO, Max. HBO Max. Yeah. Um. So, it's it's on there. Yeah. And um, that was our first holiday movie for this month. Yeah, we'll find some others. Hopefully. Yeah, because I mean, we've seen, I mean, I've seen a lot of Christmas movies. We have movies. seen, yeah, between the two of us. I mean, there's probably some of those animated tough. movies that I really haven't seen. Yeah. Maybe. A lot of those Those, like, ones. claymation ones. Oh, I love those. Have you seen them all, though? Yeah. Uh, uh, not all of them. I know I've seen. There's one I haven't I've seen. seen uh, I've seen Rudolph. Santa Claus Come to Town. 
Yeah. Is a good one. What's the one with the heat miser? Uh, it's by the same company. I don't yeah. know what that one is called seen though. That one. Um, actually, that might be the same movie. Oh, is it? I don't know. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll think of something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So maybe. Uh, thanks again for listening. Maybe we'll just watch the other uh, Miracle on Forty Thirty Fourth Street. I haven't. Seen I, that I one. actually haven't seen that I one either. either. So we can compare them. Find out. Maybe we'll do the same show next week. Yeah, but uh, updated. We probably won't. Though. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch. That I don't one. need to see the same movie. Again, uh, like fifty years. It can't be that future. different. Right? The dialogue might be a little different, but I doubt. Yeah, that much. Can't be that much. So until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Did I Miss Pod. Yep. Um, give us some suggestions on what we should watch next. Yeah, holiday movie if you got one. Holiday, yeah, if you got. Hey, if if any of you do have a Kwanzaa movie, by all means, because I still. Or even Hanukkah, I don't really know a lot. I mean, besides, yeah, besides eight, eight crazy, crazy nights, nights, there's gotta be one. We we're probably just like yeah, we're probably, probably just ignorant because we don't celebrate yeah, Hanukkah. Soon, so we probably just never. As soon as we finish this episode, I'm gonna think of like four more Hanukkah movies. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so follow us on Twitter. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Please. Do and it. That's aggressive. Well, you have some of it to be aggressive. All right, that's fair. Yeah. And uh, we will see Solid. you next week. Yep. Be excellent to one another, and have a, have a good week. Yeah, sure. We're going to go decorate for Christmas. Oh, yeah, let's go do it. So see you then. Bye. Bye-bye.